on. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favourite podcast, the AJ Roberts Show. Today, we are super, super fortunate to be joined by none other than Astrid Stuckelberger, all the way from Geneva. Um, Astrid is a World Health Organization whistleblower, but that is not her main role. She is an expert in many fields. She's a health scientist, uh, director of research for the UN and the WHO. And she joins us today as the author of 12 books and also over 200 publications. So I think we can safely say that Astrid is an expert in her field. Um, I was really, really encouraged to get Astrid on the show because I've watched a few recent videos that she's done um, and a few talks and I was kind of blown away just by the sheer amount of information that she's been sharing um, from her, obviously her own studies, but what she's seen with her own eyes over the last sort of 18 to 24 months uh, within the UN, within the World Health Organization and other entities around the world, which um, she's obviously followed closely and, and done research for. Um, and, you know, and that, that's obviously a, a very, very, very clever, profound public health scientist um, and, and, and health scientist like you are. Um, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's great to have you here. You know, I, I put out on my social media that I was having a, uh, a World Health Organization whistleblower joining the show. And, uh, you know, just that alone kind of just blew up and everyone was quite excited to hear what you've got to say. Um, so thank thank you for firstly for joining us today. Uh, I know you've got a very uh, busy schedule. Um, would you mind just uh, sort of just clarifying a little bit for the benefit of the viewers, uh, the audience listening at home, sort of like just a little bit about, about your background and where you kind of come from on this? Yes, and uh, thank you um, to give me the opportunity to clarify and, and give some sense of coherence actually to what mm. is happening. Yeah, you, you describe me, I'm a health scientist, international public health scientist, but uh, I've been used my whole life to uh, do science and more and more I did research, I do research, but the research is, has many levels. It's went from clinical or even autopsies um, data or Alzheimer to, um, to emergency ward uh, analysis, uh, health system analysis. Um, and also uh, do a lot of synthesis about science from biology to um, public health um, synthesis for political decision, for uh, population um, uh, information, uh, because that's what is public health about. So uh, that's one thing, but also I think where uh, what I'm bringing is a bit more unique is that living in Geneva, I'm in the middle of the garden of international organization and as I'm, I'm born, you know, from a Norwegian mother, a Swiss German father, and and uh, I'm naturally in a, you know, in a family who is international. I I was drawn very quickly uh, with my master of science in, in WHO, and I was always called back as an expert or even worked for pandemic for for pandemic. We never used that for public health emergency of international concern and and uh, for the international health regulation. And that's where I, I bring a new light because I have been as much an expert. I worked in UN, in ILO, in WHO, or um, I was uh, standing on boards of experts of ethics in WHO, uh, or I was also called to represent two academic NGOs to the United Nation up to this day, actually, because as an NGO, non-governmental organization, you have the right with accreditation to the United Nation 
um, ECOSOC, you know, and there are different levels, but it was, it's a high level. Uh, I can go and sit in rooms of the Human Rights Commission. I can take the floor, can make statements. Um, I can be on panels with governments, with NGOs, talking of issues like uh, human rights and health, uh, like uh, children soldiers in Yemen, you know, uh, things like this. So, um, or auto-determination of people. So there are many topics and it was fascinating. It's like another university to be, uh, have the chance to be in the United Nation and to see what is going on. Mm. Today is not the case anymore. So I, I can really help people understand um, and even lawyers uh, how it works. What is the mechanism? Uh, what are we missing? Where should we be careful? Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's absolutely fascinating and, you know, a very extensive uh, and powerful CV that you have. Um, and it's, that's why I was just, you know, so chuffed to be able to get you on the show to explain about what's going on from your perspective. Um, so in regards to everything you've done, the places you, you've been, you know, the entity that you've worked with, um, the things that you've seen over the last 18 to 24 months, like what, what the kind of really rang your alarm bells and then got you to do some more research into like obviously what we know now and then inevitably led you to become a whistleblower well what what happened is that i was invited to at, at the end of january 2020 to south korea for an international uh, conference of uh, the all the regions uh, there were presidents experts nobel prizes and and um, we went to, uh, you know, as much we had uh, closed meetings as uh, big meetings. And uh, already there, there was uh, a lot of security um, to go into the conference because of a virus. And they were, <laughs> they were uh, controlling us with, uh, you know, uh, the, this um, a scan of, uh, uh, for, for fever, etc. And people, some people were wearing masks. It is something very Asiatic to wear masks in, in many cases. But I already there, I, I thought, you know, okay, so we've had this scenario before with SRAS-CoV-1. Uh, it started in, in China in uh, 2003. Um, and it, it lasted for eight months. It touched 26 countries. And um, the, the result was... Uh, about 774 deaths and then more than 8,000 uh, sick people from SARS-CoV-1. So I thought, okay, so, you know, it crosses the border and this is what I have learned. It's preparedness plan. Uh, we were teaching that uh, preparedness plan to the international health regulation and to the monitoring, communication, uh, alert and response detection of the agent um, that is, um, you know, crossing the border. And when it crosses the border, it becomes um, a matter of going under the international health regulation, which we were teaching uh, for three and a half years. And, and that's where I thought, oh, very strange. Um, so it, is, it has crossed the border. So, okay, it's here and they're taking very good precautionary measures, which is in our training. And uh, I, I can show you that it, the training was um, like that. International health regulation implementation course, Mm -hmm. And third course, and that's the University of Geneva. And I was assigned by the University of Geneva because I have so much experience in this to uh, train with Georgetown University um, persons and with Pretoria University and WHO. So in, in, 
when we <laughs> when we were training this international health regulation, and we can talk about it later, uh, it was clear that if there if it is a, an infectious disease, because, because it can also be a foodborne disease crossing the border, it can be a chemical, or it can be a radionuclear, you know, like Chernobyl or radio, mm. or chemical. It's chemical in a river and it goes from China to Korea. This mm. is a matter of international health regulation. But here, okay, so I go in this when I come back. Uh, and I got a cold there and I was like, okay, it was cold actually in January. Um, and I thought, this is very strange. They're not uh, stopping me at the border if I have a cold, they don't check. Uh, so it's not that important. But what really struck me, it was a, a, a flight from Seoul to uh, Frankfurt and Frankfurt to Switzerland. And in Frankfurt, we had to change. It's a huge airport. And there was the... The drama drumming started in the microphone in the airport to say, be careful, there is an, uh, something uh, going on, there's uh, keep your distance. And I thought, what, what, what is this? I just left Korea and it's already in Germany. What is going on? And so that was the first alert. I said, well, this, no, it's not normal mm. because uh, if it's a virus, the virus is not taking the airplane and <laughs> And making the measures right away in the airport, in the airport exactly there. And, and this has never happened. Never have mm -hmm. it happened that the loudspeakers everywhere in the world say the same message. Every shop, every restaurant, not restaurants, but shops, uh, all the train uh, stations, airport. So when I came back, I was like, there is something strange. Then what was absolutely crazy, then I thought I knew there was something wrong. Is uh, And now we know that Fauci got the order uh, to lock down the world on the 16th of March, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's where every country started to say, lockdown, everybody, you know, do the same measures everywhere in the world. And I then I said, no, that's not what we have been training people to do. And I said, there's something really wrong. So then I was called to um, write a paper uh, by uh, an international, no, yes, a, a medical journal, scientific journal called Acta Biomedica that you can find uh, with my name, Stuckerberger. And I, I wrote WHO International Health Regulation and COVID-19 Uncertainty. And I was comparing SRAS-CoV-1 to SRAS-CoV-2 and saying that the agent has not been analyzed correctly, that mm -hmm. uh, we need to take all the scientists together. So from then on, I, I was on analyzing what was going on, especially how they were diagnosing what they were talking about and what is this COVID-19. And if it's 19, there's a case zero, where is the case zero? Uh, so <laughs> it was all fishy from the beginning. So, uh, and what really struck me too, is that <clears throat> in the international health regulation, what we were teaching, and I, I was one of the teachers of the health system analysis and how every country is is uh, constructed differently with his, its health system. Uh, you know, Indonesia, uh, the, the epidemiologists and uh, WHO uh, experts of Indonesia will not analyze the same with their health system and respond the same with, uh, you know, thousands of islands than you would do in the, the UK mm. or in uh, the mountains of Switzerland uh, or uh, in the deserts of Morocco, or you, you don't apply the same. Uh, measures everywhere in the world. That was the first uh, message of the international health regulation. Every mm -hmm. country is sovereign and every country um, 
has to map its health system, the roads, the flights, the people, the centers of health. And from then on, we do response and we do um, prevention and uh, uh, you know help people to uh, stop uh, the crossing of the borders. So not it doesn't happen everywhere in a standardized way with the same message of fear everywhere. And that's the other thing that really struck me is that they were giving a message that was scary to people when we were doing, I was in charge also of the communication. Uh, and in communication, you have um, uh, different factors that you really have to respect in an epidemic and a, a pandemic under international health regulation, you should not create fear. And um, you should communicate uh, ethically. You should be transparent. You should listen to people. Um, you should reassure and explain. And we were training with the anchors of CNN, et cetera, and, and doing simulations uh, for epidemiologists and, and uh, WHO regions, um, a simulation of a press conference. And one of the two was to say, we don't know yet, but we are researching and we will keep you informed. And that was to reassure people, we don't know yet what is the agent, the toxicity, what, where it comes from, where's the case zero. Uh, we have not applied the postulate of core yet, but we are researching and we will let you know. And the country which starts is the country who should disclose the most, the research on the strain. Mm -hmm. and you see, so, and, and the coronavirus is mut mutating all the time. So you cannot, you, ca you cannot stop the mutations. So if it is correct, the mutation has already changed arriving in Germany and Switzerland and UK, it's already changed. So you cannot make a vaccine on something that changes all the time. That's why the, the flu has uh, every year another flu uh, strain and vaccine. Uh, but the vaccine is based on the year, the former year, and not on the year and the current year. So a vaccine does not protect you from mm. the current strain. So this is also something I know, but that not many people talk about. So you see that everything there started to crumble down. I thought that's... That's um, just 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 on the um, like you're talking about strains there on the topic of strains, um, I see Dr. Mike Eden has uh, said a number of times regarding you know strains and how that you know that it mutates the maximum of like things like 0.3 or 0.8 or something like that, um, and mm -hmm. it, we're looking at like over what 4,000 strains for a coronavirus or is it in something along those regions? What I've read is uh, is that something that uh, you've come across in your studies? Um, what well, if you define uh, uh, you define you, you define a coronavirus, it is a flu, a common flu. Mm. So I I don't know how many strains because it's almost illimited. If you mm. okay. take a coronavirus, it will it will mutate mutate and make variants. Yeah. Um, so it it can happen that there is a, a new strain, you know, mm. and we we cannot predict that. But the definition of a coronavirus is is that it changes and mutates all the time. Mm. So you what. If, if I take that topic uh, scientifically, normally in WHO, you detach a team of experts to go and find out uh, where first, the, where is the case zero? You see in Ebola, it was always obsessed. They were obsessed to find the case zero. Is it a monkey in the forest and take it and then take uh, the blood, you take the strain, you isolate the virus. and. So the postulate of, that's the first thing, the K0. Then you have the number one um, 
where it started so you understand the cause effect. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, it has never been done. We think it's 19, but where exactly did it happen? We don't know. We know that the, the military <coughs> um, game, Olympic games were in one in uh, autumn and uh, already some people were sick apparently with the, apparently with the coronavirus because how do you detect something you have not analyzed mm-hmm. how can you say it is covid-19 when the second one is the postulate of Koch and postulate of Koch is the isolation purification detection of uh, the strain in infectious disease so you take it out of the petri dish you put it in the petri dish alone purify and there are two things they have never done and validated internationally even if they say we isolated the virus it's a team of China who said that, but they have not done the work we do normally, uh, virologists, is that they analyze um, the cause effect. How can you analyze a cause effect? You take that virus and re- you reproduce the effect. So you inoculate the virus in animals, in humans again, uh, ethically, and then you look at the, the symptoms. You look at what is going on. Mm. And, and then you can say, oh, this causes those symptoms and the second is the contagiosity. It, it provokes this in so many days and this there is a contagiosity or not. It has never been done. So mm. we don't know what we're talking about. And the only thing that is realistic for at that moment would have been to do the sequencing of the genome. And there was a total omerta on this. Nobody knows, you know. And then people like, you know, even the Nobel Prize Montagnier, uh, started to speak on the virus sequencing. And he said that in the in this uh, virus COVID-19, there is sequences of malaria and HIV. And so everybody started to think, what, what, what the heck is he saying? Why would there be a sequencing of HIV and of, of malaria? This is not a coronavirus. Then it is something that is man-made. Mm. And he didn't say it at the beginning, but at, at the end he said it. He, he, now he's saying it. So yeah. he, was, he was very careful and he's not the only one. So when you do the sequencing of the genome, you can see that it mutates and the variants very clearly and much more. But you also see that it's not the same virus after six months. It's not a virus. It's a sequencing mm. of the genome of something. And now the question, so this is the beginning uh, of how you detect and you analyze. You should go through the four typologies and you should think, okay, there is something happening with symptoms that are unprecedented, different symptoms, and such as the loss of um, taste and smell. But in medicine, those who are uh, expert in uh, metal intoxication know that you can lose taste and smell. Nobody has gone to that extent of hypothesis, and that's what researchers, and I have a researcher mind, so, uh, and especially with this typology at the beginning, it's a detective work. Why are this symptom? Are we sure we are talking about the, the right thing? Have we analyzed that this is could be some chemical um, intoxication? Uh, is there something in the environment that could have created that disease? In public health, we know very well the mistake in um, the detection of causality. We, there is multiple causality to a disease. Or, or, and there are multiple diseases. You cannot just make one diagnosis that will override everything else in a human. It's not possible. So everything there is against science and 
So th that's that's clear if I take that as a the chunk. After that, they changed the definitions, the procedures, quality control, just about everything. And mm. this is not uh, what I have uh, seen it with WHO, what we were teaching. Yeah. Absolutely so, not. So, so, to this, so to this day, you can categorically state that this SARS, well, this COVID-19 has never been isolated, never been purified um, to this date from a, a human sample. Yes, uh, I can say that it has not been, and that's a word that's very important, it has not been validated mm. internationally uh, and independently. And, and also, um, it has not followed the scientific procedures and the scientific knowledge. If it's a corona, if it is a corona, you see, I, I, I keep on doing hypothesis because some people have said it, it has never existed. And so, yes, interesting. Why? Uh, because um, the coronavirus should be analyzed in each country again. Every country should look if it's the same strain. Mm. They should compare. And there is a big group called the human genome effort. At the beginning, mm -hmm. they did a comparison between countries. But that's what should happen before you say our country um, is invaded by the big virus, uh, COVID-19, because it might not be that at all. And mm. today we know that uh, this is more about some biotech. It's more biotech than it is a biological virus. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, and would you, that, um, on, on that note, I think it's uh, quite important to really um, talk about what we're facing at the minute. So here in the UK and obviously other countries around the world, they've uh, announced there's this um, super scary uh, transformer variant called uh, Omicron. Um, which they're pumping out, obviously, via propaganda in all the press, uh, everywhere you go. They've even got these um, uh, B-listing celebrities pushing it because, you know, they're, they're out of work and they've got no money and they need payday. Um, and, and, you know, and that's all you're hearing, Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. And now they're saying there could be up to 200,000 cases, this, that and the other. It just so happened to have jumped on a plane, like you said, from... Yes. Uh, South Africa, um, you know, it, it seems like a pretty classy virus. So it probably probably traveled business class all the way here. Um, <laughs> With the vaccine in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just like landed on our doorstep, bang like that. And then all of a sudden it's like infecting everybody. Um, but people at the moment are actually experiencing, um, you know, severe flu-like symptoms. Um, you know, I've got people like within my coaching program, for example, have been ill the last couple of weeks and they're saying if it feels like something that they've never felt before it like almost feels man-made obviously i can't vouch for that because I've never, i haven't experienced this but uh, I, i've heard several people talk like that mm -hmm. um i know people who have been vaccinated who have got ill with a with all the symptoms and said this feels like something completely different um would you say on that thesis that that is very much the bioweapon side of it uh, the contagious bioweapon particles from some from someone that's not necessarily out there in the air that's then been passed from person to person because of the actual vaccine and not the actual airborne virus itself. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, you see, the Omicron is very interesting because it's <clears throat> when you know that there is a pandemic that they have really planned. And mm -hmm. now there's enough evidence everywhere that the contracts with the experimental vaccine were done before. Even the bottles were produced in Germany uh, by uh, Schotte in, in, uh, 
in the autumn of 2019, uh, you know, we know that now it now it's becoming really clear. Uh, you can we can see the pattern, and we can see, and that's where it's good that people find a sense of coherence. There is a pattern. They took the letters of the Greek alphabet and they are jumping over the letters, you know, from Delta to Omicron. And I think there's about six or seven letters left. Um, and so they bought about six, seven, you know, of this experimental vaccine to make shots to everybody. But so, so what is actually, it's becoming comical because, you know, you have Omicron showing up. The, the South African Association of Medicine says, no, no, it is not dangerous. On top of it, people who had Omicron, uh, the first one detected, see, we're trying to case zero in the country, uh, were for people who, who got, you know, vaccinated with this experiment thing. So we know that it is in vaccinated people. And then suddenly the whole world has the microphones up, uh, loudspeakers, Omicron is around, Omicron. So it's the same scenario as when I was in Korea. I, I come to Germany and everybody talks about the same thing exactly the same language the same words the same rhetoric and this is where you go okay now, now that's enough you know and people wake up because if if you cannot understand this omicron is they're trying to create fear and it's mm -hmm. not working as well as before mm -hmm. but what is very interesting they're accelerating uh the pattern to an extent which makes it ridiculous for those who want to understand that it is in South Africa and then it's in England and now it's mm -hmm. there and now it's there. And of course, people sick all have the diagnosis of Omicron. And Omicron, how do you detect Omicron? And again, you start, you should, we should start again as scientists should say, okay, K0 Omicron, even if it's a variant, you take it back to the beginning. Can we isolate the virus, please? Uh, this doesn't take just one day. You have to do it. Many labs can do it. Can we look at the symptoms and re-inoculate? Can we, you know, isolate, purify? Nothing, nothing is even done. Mm. So people have got in, into the programmation that it is a virus, that it is dangerous, that it kills, and that everybody is contagious. And when even if you're healthy, you are contagious. So, so it has absolutely nothing to do with virology. Mm. It, it is really, you know, Omicron fear. And so, so that's what they want to do. They really want to, to um, they, they are pre-planning what is happening because of the experimental job. Mm -hmm. And this is why, where it's very interesting. They know very well, and we know today, that it's people who got the experimental vaccine who are reinfecting themselves and the people around them, the people they, they are communicating with the people that go in the discotheque dancing, the class of, uh, you know, room classes and families. And as Professor Perron in French says, he says, it's the vaccinated people who are dangerous for, mm. for others. They should yeah. go, get in quarantine. Mm. So that if we take the, only that topic, it is a huge, huge public health precautionary measures we should take. And the microphone, the loudspeakers don't allow us mm. because they censor us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's their plan, that everybody gets sick and gets the jab. Mm -hmm. And then the jab will reinfect. And then they will announce, because they know very well what they put in the jab, but they don't disclose it. Mm -hmm. And we are finding out because of the detective work of all the scientists. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a biotech um, content. 
and we know this today. Uh, if you want to talk about that, I don't know. But uh, now um, we can talk about it. But uh, well, the, the company is called the company is called Biotech, isn't it? And uh, yes, and and they want to, in their own words, they want to eradicate human disease. Um, you know, it's, it's it's there in their actual sort of like mission statement. Um, yes. I mean, yes. you and, and that's the words that you, yeah. you see that they divert the There's another pattern in what they're doing. They are changing definitions and they um, reverse values. Mm. So they don't talk about health. They always sell you the disease. They don't mm -hmm. provide health in, in the WHO. Mm. It's supposed to give recommendation for health. Yeah. And today, all they talk about is disease. Yeah. So it's, it's the World, world Health, it's the World Disease Organization. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, even the World Vaccine Organization at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And um, just just on the subject of this, uh, this Omicron, because obviously they're really trying to hammer the fear into people like worldwide, and you know, especially here in the UK. And I, I've just I heard uh, I was in town yesterday, and you can just hear hear people talking about it, saying, "Ah, oh, don't know if we're going to make Christmas plans this year," you know, because this new variant. Um, and I'm just like, it, you know, it bl blows my mind. But again, you can just see the the fear. Yes. that's driven into people through media, mainstream media and, uh, you know, and, and obviously through conversation, mm -hmm. um, especially yeah. within the elderly and that. But that, again, we go back to like you said, then like finding sort of case zero and then that doesn't happen. Uh, I spoke to a, a, an actual microbiologist the other day who mm -hmm. does the PCR testing and he's going to come on the show. Fascinating yeah. guy. And he says exactly what, what's been done over the last year. It is criminal um and we all know that this pcr test was brought in for what the exact reason that they're still using it now um to just to create all these cases to tell people that they're sick when they're not um and, and you know and isolate people and stuff like that they're now telling people that they've got the omicron um variant from a pcr test yes so uh, yes actually yeah yeah because this pcr is another technology that has replaced doctors and it's unprecedented. They already yeah. tried the Fauci and Drosden, who is the head of the Institute of Koch up to this day, um, have tried to, uh, so so uh, Drosden has tried with H1N1 with Fauci to already uh, put in the, the PCR that would replace the all the doctors and all mm. the science and the PCR decides if you're sick or not. Yeah, the, the relationship. Yeah, the relationship between uh, the physician and the patient is gone. Yes, like, that's what they want. Yeah, they, yeah, they, that's what they want, don't they? And they, so there's no responsibility then from the doctor to you know just to actually diagnose somebody. And this is what doctors who have been on the show have said time and time again: is that this tool does not diagnose anything and yes. never has been able to. It's not what it's been designed for. Okay. Um, a physician is the person who should clinically diagnose somebody and that responsibility. And the virologists, the yeah. virologists, we're all the virologists, you know, yeah. you know? or the yeah. chemists, or mm. now we they're coming out more, but there, there is no virologist. And, and also the, the doctors, um, you know, I'm not a clinician, a clinician, I'm a researcher working with doctors and the faculty of medicine since 25 years. But um, the, I, I think the doctors had not, uh, you know, anticipated that they would be hijacked by this pattern and plan. Mm. They have been, you know, um, they, they have been totally harassed by uh, this plan and the PCR. And they they are taken like in a, imprisoned in the pattern they have created 
to make people believe that if you're a good doctor, you have to do the PCR. And they, if they contest the whole system, they, they have built this health system and the, all the chain reaction of um, the universities, academia, uh, hospital, uh, directors of hospitals, uh, uh, associations of medicine, of all the specialties of medicine, the order of medicine, all those chains of reactions and of decisions of what doctors are listening to to be part of the tribe of doctors. And it's like the mandarins, they have to be the doctors with the same, they have to do what the Association of Gynecologists is saying to, to vaccinate the woman pregnant. And if the Association of Gynecologists in, in the UK and America in, in Switzerland says that, a doctor who is a gynecologist says, no, I'm not gonna do it. He's taking a high risk that he's going to be completely discarded from the tribe and they cannot accept this. They cannot. I have three doctors in my family. They don't understand. I think now I, we don't even speak to each other anymore because they cannot accept that they are not scientists. They are medical doctors, most of them, who have done their, their, their diploma some, you know, 10 years ago, some 30 years ago. And they have not, uh, uh, they have not an analysis of research, especially not of public health. They're, yeah, they're in the cabinet. There's a disease, they give, they give a pharma. They have gotten in the system that has been created to make mm. them believe that if they're a good doctor, they look at the compendium, they make a diagnosis and uh, the insurance will only pay if they give the right medication. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they don't know what is health anymore. And they don't, and this PCR, because you know, in um, a lot of doctors, you know, and I think U.S. is probably the worst in the world, uh, is, is that you need um, technology to back up what a doctor says. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where the AI, the intelligence, artificial intelligence, was saying, I was doing a, actually a, a conference in uh, Shanghai in 2019 about innovation in medicine and, and, and the ethics around that. And it's crazy because um, the, the artificial intelligence is replacing doctors, lawyers, that's what they want. And the, 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 the consortiums in every country of the uh, technological assessment, I have been working with that for anti-aging, regenerative medicine and biotech uh, for regeneration. And they all um, are, look, they were already before this, all talking about technology and AI is going uh, to replace uh, doctors because they don't know what they're talking about. So, so you know, now you can mm. put the dots together. What is going on is about AI, blockchain, and they want to take eradicate doctors. Mm. If people, if doctors understand what's going on, they would say no. They would stop saying yes to this rhetoric mm. because there's now it's getting better. There are more doctors speaking up, but they're losing mm. their credential with the the um, order of, of doctors. Mm. I don't know how it is in UK now. Yeah, but um, we, a gentleman, Dr. Sam White, is a you know fantastic guy. Um, all he's tried to do is help people, and he was speaking out about. It. He said he would, wouldn't be part of vaccinating people with this uh, experimental jab. Um, so he left. He walked away from the you know profession and spoke out about it. And he's just won a high court battle actually to because uh, had a gagging order put on him and all this kind of stuff. Um, but now because he's won the gagging order. Uh, sorry, the High Court battle. He's now like being censored everywhere, and he's you know he's had his website hacked, and um, you know it's just 
ridiculous really but then on the flip side yeah. on the other side of the world in australia doctors are literally threatened with their jobs and livelihoods their pensions if they even speak negatively of the vaccines um if they if they prescribe ivermectin yeah. they're looking at six to six to 12 months in prison um and struck yeah. off for life from their profession like if you were if this was generally a life-saving cure that's gonna help you know get, eradicate this the COVID-19 to get like zero cases and all this kind of stuff why would you need to threaten anybody with their livelihood um you know that everything they've worked for their profession profession years of medical training and medical school why would you need to threaten them with that um just for speaking negatively about something you know if that's not very dictat I don't know what is um but what we're seeing here um in the UK as well is um and I've, I've studied it from the other countries is the whole cycle of where we are right now and these waves that they keep talking about uh, are very clear and obvious because this happened in America with the use of remdesivir um, where remdesivir was given to the patient like as soon as they went into hospital, ordered by Dr. Fauci. Um, Brian Ardis has done a fantastic studies on this, which shows that it's, you know, it's, a, it's been the cause of up to 400,000 deaths um, because doctors were screaming out, oh my God, this respiratory virus, it's like affecting people's kidneys. Well, actually it's the remdesivir because it gives you acute yeah. kidney failure. Um, and fills your lungs, uh, which so then obviously looks like the onset of like severe COVID. Um, but here in the UK, thousands of people were ordered away from the hospitals into care homes in March and April 2020, were then put on uh, a traffic light system, green, amber, red, but then they were starved, dehydrated, given midazolam and morphine, which obviously suppresses the respiratory system. Um, so it's totally the opposite of what you would give for a so-called respiratory virus. Thousands of these people died as a result, all labelled COVID. I've spoken to people that were dealing with the bodies that said that not even a doctor or anything was even looking at them. They just like the body bags were zipped up and it just had COVID slapped on it. Right. And that's what they were told they had to do. These numbers in 2020 were then used to scare the public mm-hmm. and saying this first wave is taking the lives of all these people. Then we got later on in the year, obviously the summer, when, you know, obviously you'll be able to, uh, you know, talk about it a bit more, but obviously the temperatures which viruses like or coronaviruses can actually withstand and sort of inhabit in, um, can't get too too warm, can they? Um, But so there's a bit of a lull. But then as soon as even the autumn and winter kicked in here in the UK, the second wave came around, but all they did was replace flu with COVID-19. So that's what all the cases were. Then they brought the vaccine out. And then what do we see? Massive spike in deaths and cases. The third wave, which has been an ongoing issue, has been results of onsets from vaccine-induced deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not actually been these big waves that have come from all these countries. And, you know, uh, the focus is very much on this Omicron right now. But, like, well, where's Delta gone? You know, Delta, the, you know, the one that got on a plane from India... <laughs> bypass the whole of Europe and the Middle East and landed in Northwest England in Bolton and then like just suddenly infected everybody. Yeah. Um, but and we, now we have the vaccine for, for Omicron. No, can yeah. you, how, how extraordinary it yeah. is because the vaccine is the anti-fear, um, yeah. is the anti-fear medication in mm. the brain of people who have, who, who are totally hypnotized by this, what's going on. Mm. So they have been programmed 
to virus vaccine virus vaccine yeah. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and they think it's a vaccine it's not a vaccine it's not a vaccine it's 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 an experiment that yeah. open air free serve free you know uh in the whole world propaganda this has mm. never happened a clinical study on a vaccine is with in a clinical setting not open air public health mm. propaganda uh forcing people with harassment of yeah. extortion of consent yeah. uh, to get an so if people don't see that this is a war mm. with that the bio the bioweapon is the jab like mm -hmm. you know dr lee merritt a military doctor has said that very early you know she dared to say it and she can't say it she's in the military and uh on the bioweapon um uh, uh you know uh rhetoric um calls for experts who come and who analyze this and it is done you know while wildly uh, in the world by um different scientists who speak up and speak up and everybody is doing the news and the buzz beside behind the scene and thanks to you know podcasts like yours you know people start to understand but if you have the bi <clears throat> the bioweapon and i think it's a biotech weapon mm -hmm. really we have to call it biotech weapon it's a new type of war we have never seen this because they're so advanced in the innovation. I, I, I'm a researcher and you know expert in innovation and ethics and stuff. But really, it is so advanced. Even you know what I have written, you know, five six years ago, has nothing to do with what they are doing now. is absolutely incredible. The DARPA, uh, the Defense and Research Programs. Uh, of 2018, uh, Dr. Charles Morgan, I don't know if you saw this video, fascinating on psycho um, neurobiology and war. You just type on YouTube, it's there. You have to save it because, and I had to listen to it two or three times. He's giving a, a training to the military on the graphene, on uh, the fact that we can um, command uh, and control people who have uh, oxide graphene from a distance, because it's everywhere in the body and that not only you can uh, control their body as a surgeon, you can make the movement of a surgeon and it can be transmitted through Wi-Fi directly to someone on the other side of the world. And he demonstrated that it is possible in 2018 because the research has gone so far that this graphene uh, oxide nanoparticle is like a, a carpet, very thin, where you can put a genome, a, a parasite, a bacteria, and more, mm. uh, you know, radiation. And you you turn it on, you inform it, and you inform it bioelectrically. You, you inform it, not bio. You inform it electromagnetically uh, to the human body from a pattern that you have analyzed in the brain of a surgeon. You know, if a surgeon it makes a, a surgery, you, you can see the light up of the, the brain electromagnetic um, impulse yeah. and this is transmitted and this looks like science fiction but it's not it is really happening and so, they have made experiments with monkeys and now with yeah. you know it was in mm. 2018 so the theories that obviously people have been talking about for quite some time now uh with the, obviously the graphene content that's in these and yeah. uh in the in these experimental jabs that people are obviously queuing up for um, even with the boosters, they're just uh, elevating the amount of graphene that they, and hydrogel that they then have in their bodies because obviously the hydrogel in there. Um, are you say, are you saying that obviously the graphene, the hydrogel, etc., then has it has a wireless capability from an external source? So 
all the people that were saying like, like you know, people are going to be able to be controlled using the, this 5G technology, which we're seeing towers, but were literally put up everywhere in this in the very countries that the vaccines have been rolled out um, during lockdowns, with no planning permission, no risk assessments. You, no do, risk assessment. <laughs> yeah, would you say would you say that there's obviously a direct correlation between the installation of obviously all this new 5G technology and their will to want to control humans? through the graphene oxide that they have in their bodies so um let's take it by steps because um people have to understand how we come we're coming to that now mm -hmm. yes we're coming to that now and uh before i, I go backwards uh, a bit uh, so they understand how the evolution of what we found in the jab and in the so-called virus is is actually alarming and uh, is is bringing us to the fact that um I want to say that in, in medicine, there is something that has been erased from the faculty of medicine is that we are bioelectric beings. We, we produce electromagnetic fields ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it, the proof I always use is look at the ECG, the electrocardiogram. It's electrocardiogram. There's electricity in your heart. Mm -hmm. Electricity is plus minus electrons and it is transmitted so your heart can beat. The pacemaker is replacing the, you know, the beat and trying to make the this machinery of the heart, uh, which is electric and magnetic, because mm -hmm. magnet is a field of electric. Yeah. Okay. And and so we are also the EEG, the electroencephalogram, as also uh, electric brain. We have an electric brain. We have sensors of plus minus going on, and we, you know, it lights up and, and it, it communicates in the brain with electric. Now there is also um, a scanner called the electromagneto uh, scanner, and there's IRM, etc. Uh, so we know that electromagnetic fields are used to diagnose and scan people, but it's it's not used anymore to heal people which was at the Faculty of Medicine of Paris, uh, Professor um, uh, Louis-Claude Vincent was a very expert in bioelectric and he had a department on bioelectric at the Faculty of Medicine. This has been erased and a lot of things have been erased from science and the Faculty of Medicine. This is the number one that people have to understand. If you are electric being, uh, and there are books on electric, fascinating but not recent because they would change it but uh, old books from 1950s and stuff so if we are bioelectric it means we have sensors mm -hmm. we have emitters we have emission and reception of electromagnetic fields and we are sensitive and there are electrosensitive people who can feel you know when there is a 5g because they get sick because their electromagnetic field cannot handle it's too strong so they go and live in the forest there they are doctors now uh, dealing with that. And actually those people, when they sit beside a vaccinated person, they feel electromagnet, they're electrosensitive. They cannot sit beside someone who got the jab. I've been, wow. there are many witnesses and I'm like, wow, that's very interesting. They are very good detectors. Okay, so when you know this, we come back to how did we find this? So the, the first um, whistleblower expert was uh, Professor um, Compra Madrid in, uh, in uh, Almera University who did 
for Ricardo Delgado, who wanted to heal his parents, finding that got the vaccination, he, he gave, um, they took the liquid and they analyzed under a chemical uh, expertise, it's chemistry, and they took the optical and electronic microscope. So now we use another science to analyze what's going on. And I was so happy that it was done because we were always talking of infectious disease, infectious, and there's something fishy with that, what's going on. So the, what he brought on the table in June this year was a, a game changer. And he uh, said that there is oxide, nanoparticles of oxide uh, graphene. Uh, and so that was, that, you know, it, uh, it started to open the door to another interpretation of what is in the jab very important, they had not disclosed. And it is it is uh, fascinating because he said there were so much, there is 99% of what I cannot tell you, but 99% is a lot. Uh, so uh, it is genotoxic and cytotoxic oxide graphene. So that was the first step. Then other, um, in one in one of the, of the, of the vaccine, uh, you know, company, then other, other scientists confirmed because in, in science, in public health, you, you have another um, approach uh, to danger. In pandemics, it's the same. You have another approach to danger. If you have someone doing saying this, you have to take it very, very seriously. So from June on, the doctors should all have done their work, but they're not used to that. So the chemists and other scientists lab had to take this in hand. So it was confirmed by other scientists in Spain in Argentina with the four, you know, with the, it's always the same. It is Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca and Janssen. It's always the same. But every, I would say that to everybody, every vaccine experimental today has to be taken with the same caution because there's the same bonds and it's the same people doing the same, uh, you know, uh, messing up the system because it's it's a it's a genocide they want it they want to control the population everybody knows this now okay so oxide graphene was the first thing then second people start saying oh what is going on you know uh, we can see that the graphene is electromagnetic that it has property um, of being a sensor and an emitter it has nothing to do in the body nothing to do in an experiment vaccine where they have not disclosed it and where the companies are conducting the research and not paying for consequences. So if there's nothing about a research there. It is a forced experiment. And so the, this, this proves they have put in um, an electromagnetic biotech that is unprecedented. It is the most flexible and most uh, um, solid um, uh, material, this graphene that has been studied over 20 past years and it has nothing to do in the body. So it creates an ID in the body and it creates an electromagnetic field that is not normal. So then the, the Ricardo Delgado who had um, asked uh, Professor Compra started to look at how he can heal his parents from this uh, ID and from this uh, magnetic field because you could put scissors, you could put spoons all over the place and you, you know, people were like magnets. And um, he always said it's the acetylcysteine or glutathione and the zinc every day takes it off very quickly. So people started to take that. Then Professor um, Burkhardt and Professor Lange in Germany, who uh, with Rainer Filmisch analyzed again 
uh, other vaccines, um, made a press conference in front of the electronic microscope, X-ray microscope, they made many microscopes, but anyway, they took one and they analyzed one of the content. Uh, I don't remember which um, it was, but they know it's in every, um, in every jab uh, liquid. They analyzed and <clears throat> they made, you know, like a lawsuit uh, in front of the press. It's very smart what they did. They showed to everybody on the microscope, Professor Lange, Professor Burkhardt, the very known pathologists. And they said, okay, this is what we found. We can confirm graphene. We can confirm metals. And definitely there are two we are sure of. It's nickel and chrome, has nothing to do in there. And then they went to a third, something looking like a parasite, has nothing to do there. And then a fourth element was like um, a transistor, um, RFID, you know, some uh, electronic device, micro nano particle was in there. And they said, we have to now investigate this. So we call in this press conference that everybody stops the jab and everybody who will inject will be on the list of accusi, uh, you know, accusation, those who are giving orders. Mm. So that was a very important step in showing to the world and to doctors, and doctors have still not all understood the importance of this, is that this vaccine has something that you should never have. So mm. that was the second step. The third step, Kari Maji, Dr. Zulewski, Ariana Love and more others showed under microscope with the difference that <clears throat> they took the parasite at the eggs, they found very, very strange eggs and they put it under the microscope and on the temperature of the human body. And that's a new way to analyze. You see, we're all detectives and the chemists bring something, the pathologists bring something and not the nano and, and the engineers, you're an engineer. <clears throat> the engineers are very important in all this because they understand the logic of what's going on. So Carrie Magic, you know, whistleblower and scientist uh, is very important because she made the parasite egg evolve in body temperature and it becomes a hydra, vulgaris. Mm. Nothing has to, never seen in books of medicine, never understood. When you have something so major, the world should speak about it and doctors should look and say, it's not an infection, it is mm. something else, you know? So we are now at, at that stage of there is so much in this vaccine and it changes with the booster. What are they going to put now for the Omicron? And, you know, we have to analyze each time they put a new programmation because we know now that in the jab, there is biotech <clears throat> information going on the graphene, giving information. And now we come to the G, the 5G, but not only the 5G, your computer, the phone you put at your head, if you have graphene in your body, it goes up to the brain because you you are you are listening, uh, you are listening to your phone. So the possibility of the engineering uh, through the graphene that can go through the brain, and that's why, by the way, it's not just the the vaccine. We know now it's also the PCR test. The you know the uh, on top of everything they're giving, there is the, there is some graphene, or there is hydrogel and lithium. That's Slovakia. A team has found this uh, on the, the um, how do you call that? Yeah, the swab. <laughs> the PCR. Oh, yeah, the, the swab, PCR yeah. swabs. Yeah, is it the same on the lateral flow test as well? The because um, in UK the ones that they get people you know to do just to go to work. 
um, the the rapid antigen tests that you get in different countries very similar. So it, if it's the same providers, there is very it's very likely mm. that it's the same business right. plan. Yeah, so uh, it's not. I, I, we have to be logic. The, yeah. It's the the sense of coherence and the pattern is clear. It's mm. not that complicated today to say everything they have thrown into the market. The mask should be highly controlled. Should not be allowed to to be worn when it is coming in a box from China with no no hygiene, no hygiene. Because we know that in there also, if you put your mask under a microscope, even a child can do that. And I know people around me have done this. You you wet it, you make it wet, you mm -hmm. look under the microscope and it's full of animals now. There, there's full of very strange things moving. And Mongellans have been found and, uh, and graphene, etc. So they have made a plan. They have patterns of criminals. You know that everything that is produced by the same who make money, tons of money on our bill, on, mm. on, on the disease fear, so, are, so, are, are criminal. Even so, the hydrogel, even the yeah. hydrogel, think about it. Why the heck do we have hydrogel on our coffee table? It's crazy. You know, I, I did um, some research on uh, perfume oud at one point. You know, it was a short uh, study, but it was very interesting. And the skin is actually taking the material is we have sensors, the skin are sensors and they swallow what you put on the skin. So hydrogel on your skin takes in the particles that are in the hydrogel. As an engineer, you can imagine what, how would you study hydrogel that is sold to the world to find out exactly what is in this hydrogel that looks so innocent, like the mask. Mm. It's the same, it's the same fabric. So it's just a perpetual cycle of evil, like isn't it? Because um, so right now, right, you've got people queuing up for their boosters. Okay, so uh, as an individual who, once they've had their booster, has three shots worth of graphene in them, hydrogel, uh, like uh, uh, as, you know exactly what you're saying, sort of like electromagnetic capabilities, um, all the nanoparticles and that which are you know causing infectious disease obviously you've then got the the large amount of spike protein which is which is actually breaking down their immune system um which has you know been proven time and time again it's gain of function yeah you see i have a i have a different um explanation and you know i would like i think it's a shame we cannot have uh, more debates uh you know in conferences and stuff but it's is that if you take uh the causality of uh, intoxication and poisoning and not the spike protein, then you see it very differently. Because how can you explain that the spike protein is every, it, we know it by autopsy now, I'm not sure everybody knows, but, but the, it was forbidden to do autopsies and autopsies is a benchmark for science. Mm -hmm. If you have autopsies, you can confirm it is the vaccine, it is what is in there and you can understand what is going on in the body. Um, so, um, when, when they did autopsies, and that's Dr. Briddle uh, started, Biram Briddle and many others after, mm. uh, the spike protein is in every organ, in every um, uh, pipeline, so it's saying, yeah. in all the plumbery, in all the vessels, and, and it has entered the organs and the, it has entered the um, around the vessels, you know, uh, the layers. Yeah. yeah, so it is everywhere. Brain, blood barrier, every you know, hematoencephalo, hematoencephalo, uh, 
barrier has been crossed. So if the spike protein is everywhere, how come it is everywhere? What is exactly this spike protein? Is it a biotech? Is it an information that we're giving to the, the spike? Is it, we, there are questions here of an engineer. If you know now that, you know, Dr. David Martin, other dot to put together, very important, said they gave the patent to uh, COVID and to SRASCOV and to the vaccine in 2002, 17th of April, and it is not a biological a patent. They should never have given it. He even it was almost sorry he made his mea culpa. It is not. It is a biotech. It is a synthetic modelization and programmation of something. Now, when you know that in optogenetics, and this is where it's very interesting, I'm, I'm seeing scientists, new science coming in, and I'm saying this in case we have scientists in brilliance in, in UK, in the world, um, optogenetics and epigenetic can give you clues of how you can inform the DNA strand so that it produces a disease or health. That's the expression of the genome. And in optogenetic, what he says is that they have turned off the light of the genome. So is it really the spike protein? I'm, I'm really questioning because if the graphene oxide is everywhere, it could just be an, a programmation of the DNA strand and the expression of this DNA strand into a sickness. Something we have never, never seen uh, in our century. Mm. And in the faculty of medicine, they don't even teach or train people on nanoparticles yeah. and biotech. So now it's the work of engineers in all those fields to get you know, an explanation of this. And I don't remember his name, but it's, it's uh, a German uh, scientist or Austrian. Who, uh, who is expert in optogenetics, who uh, said that lately. And I'm very interested in that because it seems like that is something absolutely, like what you said, that they can inform us. And, but it means we can also heal people. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of this is, and to give hope to people, is that if this is right, because David Martin said it is a patent of a new kind, then Bill Gates is the expert of virus programmation. But a mm. virus that is science fiction biotech virus, that's why they call it biotech or mode RNA. You turn on the mode RNA in the vaccine so they know that the vaccine Moderna has a certain way to inform, the, uh, the Pfizer has another, et cetera. The, uh, yeah, the, the biotech, uh, you know, and then the AstraZeneca has another. AstraZeneca means a cut off from the stars so they're using all those codes in the names of what they are using. Omicron means also something. And we, we, we have to take this very seriously. Mm. I think engineers, we have hope that with um, you know, all the engineers who are in the information of water, uh, in the information of the electromagnetic field are important today. The real ones, the ones who are experts in that field, not people who pretend because they can really uh, give not only an um, explanation, but they can give a healing and they can reverse this positively. I, I was told that the 5G, we could eventually uh, change the frequency and that to make people feel good. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. And it's, is it possible? Mm. Are you uh, a, an expert in this? 
uh, not me personally, no, but I've actually, uh, I've, I've got somebody coming on to the podcast this week who oh. was a, an expert electrical engineer in 5G. And um, I, like off, off, off record, like we've spoken about the frequency side of things, you know, because you've got good frequency, bad frequency. Okay. Um, you've got frequency that can make people feel good, like you said. So it's uh, it's what they do with, um, you know, we can clearly see this is not about health. So I can't imagine them putting all these 5G masks up and going, oh, we're going to make everyone feel good now. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, after the coercion and everything that's gone into uh, getting people to get these jabs anyway, the, the, you know, the expense of their jobs, you know, being able to feed their family. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. never We have to say it really, uh, mothers, fathers, never touch your children. Mm. They are changing and reprogramming DNA and it, it might be irreversible. So it is very dangerous for children. They're in full development. You never do that. And I think we'll have to question all, all the injections from birth, because if it's the same criminals who have been, you know, programming uh, to get all those vaccinations in France, mm. 12, 12 children vaccination when you're born, it's completely crazy. Yeah. So it is the only way to get into the genome is to do that. Mm. You have to put in uh, operation system. And I think it's biotech. um Pfizer is saying it's an operation system. Mm. So this clicks very well with David Martin. It clicks well with the 5G, with the virus, the program of the, of the computer. And actually there are a lot of French, uh, very brilliant and, and Russians and everywhere in the world, there are some who are really expert in uh, radio frequency and electromagnetic fields. And they will understand that this operation system that is in there has nothing to do with a biological infection. Mm -hmm. The infection comes after the poisoning it's electromagnetic poisoning with of course metal and etc it's massive um, and then we have to stop it we really have to stop people from getting this it is more important to be free to not have too much to eat doesn't matter you don't need much we we have so much in our homes <laughs> we have clothes and books for you know 20 years we just have to survive this this mm -hmm. period now because I'm sure it's going to change next year. It's going to start shifting because they have to push people to wake up. They, people have to start saying no and no. It's very interesting that people cannot say no to the government. It's like uh, father and mother. No, I cannot say no to you. Mm. It's not possible. Uh, or doctors saying, no, no, the pharma knows. Uh, the, my tribe knows, no, you say, no, I don't consent. This is a matter of life or death. Mm. It really is. Did you see how many sports professional died on the football uh, field? They mm -hmm. are dropping like, you know, flies. Mm -hmm. This is not an infectious disease. Yeah. This is a, a poisoning biotech. Yeah. When, you, when you watch the footballers have pain after the acceleration of their metabolism, it means they're accelerating the poison and suddenly they drop dead. Well, we had another one at the weekend uh, for Manchester United. Uh, Victor Lindelof went off with chest pains. Um, again, they're very... What they're, happened? He's okay now? Or? I, well, they haven't actually... This is a the thing. They keep it really quiet and they don't actually send a report out say what it is. And often, but again, they're all gagged. Um, and then literally the next day, there was another player in Italy for Napoli come off with the same thing. He's like, there's holding his chest. Um, come off of the same thing and it's literally like every week at the minute in the Premier League in the UK and yeah. um, and lower divisions you know I think the other week there was like seven players across all the different divisions in like five days um, 
there's been a hundred and I think it was 108 or something like that uh, FIFA registered players and coaches that have died uh, so, suddenly from uh, in the last six months. Um, and it's, it's got to be, you know, people are very quick to go like, well, how do you know it's the jab? Well, okay, prove it's not like, you know, there's got to be an investigation. Yes. Like there, there has to be at least an investigation. Um, but anybody like, you know, it's good. People from the sport world are speaking up about it. There are pundits commentators that are now actively saying like you know oh it's just a coincidence is it it's just a coincidence and uh i have actually got a former professional player coming onto the show soon and we've been talking about all of this um as well i'm I'm actually going to try and get him on the show with an actual doctor just to back up so it's not opinion um yeah but get a doctor who understands that this is not an infectious disease it's not a virus it is a poisoning you drop the the, the, sim, the the symptomatology the pattern of death and the way it happens in sports people I, w- I was uh, sports a lot in sports and skiing and basketball and and sports are they're they're healthy they have nothing to do they're not even they don't even have a flu and they drop dead or they drop and they have myocardial mm. yeah they have you know uh, degenerative disease people who don't see what is going on and tell you where how do you know it is with the vax you, you can uh, send them to see Udra Vigilance. Udra Vigilance uh, has reported now more than 32,000 deaths uh, expressively reported because of its link, direct link with the jab. Mm-hmm. 30,000 deaths in an experiment. You stop after 50. You stop after 10 mm. deaths in a, in a research. In a clinical research, you stop after two. It depends on the number. Because and So now what, what is going on? We have names. We have, you know, we, we have sports people who say, yes, it's that. I, I have felt this just after. I dropped dead three days after. And there are even children. And you have actually um, even also more than 35,000 who have uh, irreversible handicap. And then you have almost 4 million of secondary effects. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is, a thing that, this is a thing that I think really needs to uh, start oh, happening. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I actively personally encourage it. That there is, um, like, so uh, just to give people a, uh, a bit of context. So I, I, I receive around about 200 DMs a day just on Instagram and Facebook, uh, you know, from people all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, uh, as you watch the show. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of people who say that they've like had the first vaccination and they were like had a reaction from it. Their, their doctor still then encouraged them to go and get the second one because they said it, what they're suffering from is actually they've they've had COVID um, and that's what's causing symptoms. So I'll give you an example. A lady who had um, real early onset of like MS was told to go and get the vaccine because you're vulnerable. It then r- totally exacerbated her condition, made it miles worse, the first one. And then the doctor said she actually must have had COVID, which has made the symptoms uh, MS get worse. Make sure you get the second one. Otherwise, if you get COVID again, you'll probably die. She got the second one, and now she has to get a motorized scooter to work, which is quarter of a mile away. Um, like I truly believe these doctors need to be called out and brought to justice. Like, and I encourage anybody watching to literally like call these people out for who they are because they are not doctors; they are criminals. Like, and you know, these people's lives are being ruined by these people who you explained earlier, just very tunnel vision in what they've been taught at school, which uh, medical school and, you know, uh, and studies where it's been set up 
by the cult for them to learn that specific way. So our healthcare systems are the way they are for a reason. This is why so many doctors can't see it. um, And so many other logical people who can. And this is why I keep saying just because someone's got a PhD doesn't mean anything. You know, I've worked with a large number of people who are scientists before and they have no common sense whatsoever. Yeah, and they have false CVs too. Yeah, that's yeah, the big scam yeah. too in the yeah. academia. Yeah, well, Chris Whitty, for example, chief medical officer here in the UK, uh, is you know they're trying to keep his credentials quiet because there's lots of evidence pointing that they were uh, given to him through the mm-hmm. Open University. Funny enough, through the Bill Gates Foundation. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> because cheers, cheers boss. everybody. Cheers, boss. <laughs> I think um, we'll have to do a new academia, a new label. Yeah. You know, new labeling of uh, uh, right CVs and people who are really expert with a heart with ethics because mm. if you are expert but you know, have no mm. ethics yeah, yeah. it's very important uh, what you say about you know the the problem of doctors what, what in France I work a lot with um, lawyers also in France because doctors are leaving they're, they're getting thrown out of the order of medicine and they cannot practice except if they practice for free so we created mm-hmm. an NGO uh, and you can do the same in, in the UK, in the world, an international NGO, humanitarian, and they can uh, help uh, in this NGO called uh, Alliance Humaine Santé Internationale, International Health, that they can come and do telemedicine so they can register on, on the web and um, they can help people for free and they can prescribe for free and then people can give donation and then we can pay uh the doctors, uh, according to the consultations they made for this is very, it's working really well. We did the mm. same for school at home. And I think everywhere in the world, they're starting to get organized to get the children out of the system because the, the, the content of the academia has to be revised anyway. The child of tomorrow will learn something else, much better, much more useful. And we will make new labels for schools. It cannot, it cannot keep on. It's mm. all been bought into. So, so people have to take their children out, put school at home, get organized as a community or with uh, Zoom and the children. We have, I think, about 150, uh, now maybe 200 children who are uh, supported uh, by this NGO. You Brilliant. see, so this is a model to get people, you know, don't be afraid. We are creating a new society. We are already starting. We have started and we are we are helping because the do- and then so we make um, to come back to this situation uh, with doctors forcing the consent. It's, it's harassment. It's, it, legally, we, we, uh, the lawyers tell me that first they have to say it's not a vaccine, it's an experiment. They say, you are discriminating me. I don't want this. Then it is um, harassment, extortion of consent, abuse of power, abuse of weakness, uh, of weak, weakness, <laughs> and, uh, and um, complicity in the crime or complicity in attempt of poisoning. Mm-hmm. And, you, you come to the doctor and you say, okay, you signed me this paper. I want you to sign the paper that you decided and you forced my mother uh, to, to get this job and you are responsible. A doctor will never sign this. And he is trapped. He's going to be trapped. A doctor who's forcing, he's, he's going to be trapped between people going to be so upset with them and the you know pirates who have organized this I don't care a damn. They will be accused instead of them, like Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. In the Nuremberg trial, it was the doctors and the media who were hanged in the public place, but not the people who organized all this, uh, the people directing and giving the orders, etc. This time, mm-hmm. the trial 
has to have a list of accusies. And I, you know, we are telling, you know, people are making their list, their own list of accusies, also uh, letters where they are asking, uh, you know, directors of school to sign that they are taking risk, they, they promise they will not force a job on a child. And this is very important. How can you guarantee that the school is not going to tell you the child belongs to me when he is in my school? So I do what I want with your child. Mm. This has happened. It has happened in, in, uh, in Switzerland, in France. So we know that the pattern is there. And when the pattern is in one country like Australia, you know it can come to UK. You know mm -hmm. it can come to Ireland, to, to US. US. So the resistance is very important to not consent and to force them to prove to us that what they're saying is right. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a fine, you can ask the person, say, you please, you prove to me. You, okay, put me a fine. I want to have a procès verbal, you know, a, a, a review. I want you to explain to me what is wrong in what I you what I have done. I'm not wearing a mask. Prove to me a mask is scientifically proving that uh, that it is getting away a virus. Prove me it's there is a virus. Prove to me that the PCR is, is correct, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when you do this, they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't know so you cannot some some restaurant in the Zermatt everybody knows Zermatt and there were the Swiss German the Swiss German Zermatt are very resistant and um you know they're skiing they they it's, it's common sense so what they did in the restaurant they said no we don't want to uh, impose a vaccine so we don't accept and so they opened the terrace everybody could come no discrimination they said here, no discrimination. <clears throat> the police came. They said, no, we don't care what you say. <laughs> then the police came and put two, three big blocks of concrete in front of the restaurant. And they transformed it into a bar <laughs> in, in Zermatt, in the street. And then 20 army uh, policemen came and arrested them. And I know the, the lawyer, Philippe Cruzet, in, in, and they took care of the case. And now they got out of jail, they, the, there were three of the family in jail <laughs> and they got them out of the jail. And uh, now they're opening only the terrace, but they are keeping this as a file and they're attacking them for crime. Mm. So you, you, we have a right to say no, and they are fearful. We can see that they're very afraid. Mm. The system is crumbling down. So I'm inviting people to really say no and to put, you know, I like the Commonwealth and the Anglo-Saxon community. I've always admired that, you know, you have a very strong sense of community. So I'm sure that this can happen very quickly. It, yeah, yeah. yeah but, and the shift is turning quite quick. I've seen in the last couple of weeks, especially with the way Boris Johnson has been acting like um, in and around <laughs> Parliament, like, you know, the, um, uh, yeah, the, He's a, he's, a, he's a funny individual. You have um, a comic uh, guy there. Uh, he, he's he's a hor horribly comic, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 human the human potato I call him um, <laughs> with with a wig. And but yeah, he's uh, the way he's acting at the minute, and I think the way they're just really pushing these boosters, and they're now saying to people, you know, you've got to have your booster by January uh, or you're unvaccinated. So all of a sudden, you know, that large portion of people who are unvaccinated just gets much, much bigger because majority of people I know uh, said there's no way they're getting these boosters and that they've done what they thought was right at the time. You know, and rightly so, it's the beauty of choice. Um, and, you know, for them and their family, 
but now they can clearly see that something's not right and they're not getting the freedoms back that they queued up for they're still in the same position as they were before um you know and rightly so they're pushing back because the the, you know there's understanding that this is all about health what from their side it's not about health but for us it very much is but um and a lot of these people have had reactions to these uh these jabs you know my wife had one and had a you know, he still has problems now. Um, yeah. I've got a number of friends um, that have, you know, I personally know 11 males under 40, three of who are in the military have had heart attacks from these. Um, so, you know, and, you know, I, I guarantee everybody watching is knows somebody of some sort that's ha- having an issue. So, you know, if it was a, a nice, big, gent- gently, gentle, friendly inoculation that's going to cure, cure the world, we, well, we wouldn't be even having this podcast. So, yeah. So um, you know, it's ridiculous. So, um, moving forwards, where do you, where you know, what, what do you think their main agenda is with this? As in, you know, and has been for a number of years because this has clearly been planned for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, you know, even the psychology that's gone in, the behavioural science studies of every country and demographic. Uh, where, where, what do you see as their main agenda? For me personally, I, I, I personally think it's mass genocide, um, and and the and the sacrificing of children because we know like with things that are going on elsewhere in the world with Maxwell cases and stuff like that, yeah. there's, a, you know, there's this whole child trafficking issue is a very big part of what has happened and what is happening around the world. Yeah. Um, that's my personal view on it. Like wh- wh- where do your thoughts lie with it? Um, so, yeah, I have a multi-dimension explanation. So uh, at the demographic level, you're right. Uh, it's a. It's been announced. It's a depopulation. But when you see where um, the Nazi uh, already started, it's not new. It's not new at all. You can see that the um, um, ancestors of Rockefeller, Rothschild, and uh, Gavi, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Gates, his father was one of you know very known in eugenics. Yeah. He 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 really wanted you know to to get rid of. Uh, the ones he don't want, and you know, it's really choice of population. So it's it's not only a genocide; it's it's really a selection uh, of who you kill and don't. And and the Nazi had already started. And so so for me, okay, that's the first layer. It it is really um, to kill people. The second is to control people. And to control people, they have put this biotech, high tech, and they're experimenting. And we are going to see it more and more. But we're resisting. So. Uh, it will be okay, but um, yeah. So the control of people through um, measures, through uh, the economy. Uh, of course, there is money behind. We don't we don't talk of all the finance behind, but they want the people who are doing this have a psychology um, mind that is evil. Uh, wants power, wants money, uh, has absolutely no morals. Um, is totally into pedo-satanists, uh, you know, and uh, we know it is related. That's why what is happening with Maxwell is very important, Epstein, because the same people are in both games and there are many games in parallel, but they're in the same. And you can see that there is a resignation of CEOs that are, you know, starting and they're not talking about it much, but it, the plugs are being pulled out. Okay, so the first layer is depopulation. The second is control of people and of minds. They don't want us to think. They don't want. They don't want us to have a consciousness. They want to have uh, sheep's that just obey to what they're doing, because their psychology cannot understand um, 
I think they don't understand what is love. I, mm. I, I think they don't understand emotion for them. What is this emotion? And when you meet those people, you know, I've met in the UN, many of those typologies and um, it's extraordinary. You can be with, with them uh, and they don't understand who you are. So th for that, they're very binary beings. Would you and, say it's kind of like, would you, would you go along the lines of saying they're borderline, like satanic, demonic type people um, just, you know, don't have really any feelings towards? Yeah, I, I have a hypothesis because, uh, yeah, you know, I know David Hike has, has said a lot of things. I had I had started reading all the, and I thought, oof, that's a, it's a heavy. It's, yeah. it's heavy. I'm, I'm trying to understand more scientifically. So what, one of my hypotheses is that those people don't have the same genome as us because you, you, the decoding of the genome was in the year 2000. Um, at that time, it cost $100,000. It took many weeks or even months to, to get decoded. Today, in one week, you have the code of your genome. But what, hap what happened since then? Since 2002 or something, what happened? Do we know more about the genome? You don't hear much. You don't hear much. And in fact, there is genome, there is the epigenome, and there is the garbage, <laughs> the garbage genome. And this is the most interesting. They're not talking about this. So, so I'm, I'm thinking, and I always look for the uh, demography of the genome. I'm looking for books like that and I don't find them. And I was in the, once in the Dominica on the Ross um, Academy of, of Medicine to speak about ethics. And I went to the library and I saw a book on the, the genomic uh, demography and I, I was fascinating. So I took pictures. I never found the book again. And I think they have a special genome and they know how to detect. Uh, that's why you see inheritance, one, two, three for me, etc. They want to have the mapping of all our genome because they know, they know things in our genome and we will find out. I don't think they have the same genome. They don't have the same expression of the gene. And this is why WHO has produced a book called Genome Editing Recommendation in July. They mm -hmm. want to edit our genome because it disturbs them. And why? Who are they to do? So we, we, we will, that's my hypothesis that they don't have the same genome. So that's the second layer. Now, if they don't have the same genome, so what are we facing here? There, we have a war between two populations, two, uh, two spe species, <laughs> you know, uh, are they really from earth? <laughs> are they, you, and now we can go to a spiritual or E.T. hypothesis that where are they, where are they, where do they come from? Who are they really? So I looked into the Khazar Sumerian. I'm not a historian, but when when there is a hypothesis, I'm trying to find, and more and more is disclosed that they have fabric. We have been in the Truman Show for a long time. You know the film Truman Show. Yeah. They have fabricated our history, our mm -hmm. reality, Darwin yeah. that. We are the most evolved Darwin. Yeah. No, no. If if it was right that we come from this monkey, we would have us. We would have a half monkey, half human here. Yeah. Uh, you know things like that. So that the moon, no, nobody went to the moon. Blah blah. So <laughs> the Earth is flat. There are so many things we don't know, but we're going to know. And they have created this reality. Yeah. Another reality. So we are in a multi-dimensional. Mm. 
multi-dimensional war. It is not only human. And I was on a, a show podcast um, with Australia, with uh, Jean and um, Karen, uh, and they were expert in military space, one of them. And for her, it's clear it is, it is um, space and military know what is going on. They know much more than I can disclose here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but um, there's a war going on at very many levels. Yeah. We as humans see it now here, what we're living, but it is huge. It, it is something historical. It is uh, planetary. Uh, and it's fascinating. It is, it is fascinating. We just have to survive this period. We're not alone. Mm. Um, I really trust the army. Uh, my father is, uh, was a high rank military. And I cannot even imagine that the military would not move against those people mm. it's 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 not logic you, you you've been in the military right mm. yeah yeah it's, it's not possible that we are we're not seeing it but the army is still there trump mm. gave insurrection act the keys to the military from the 11th of january 2020 so him and the military in the world are working in silence yeah i know yeah and it is clear to me that there, mm. we, we should not um, be depressed or anything. There, is, there are really signs. Yeah. That, I, uh, I explained this uh, on a podcast recently with a, a former uh, veteran, a good friend of mine, is a Royal Marine. And mm. we were talking about, obviously, like, uh, you know, the, the, this military alliance, uh, which Trump's obviously involved in, yeah. is um, has been taking out, like, a lot of these tunnels that are used for child trafficking. Uh, yeah. taking Everywhere out a lot in of, the world, yeah. Yeah, a lot have been taking out a lot of these... Um, uh, you know cargo ships that have been trafficking children and stuff like that but they've also been taking out key infrastructure like vaccine factories in U uk uh, germany south africa india uh top top of the rockefeller building was you know they attacked and it's all yeah. strategically done and people are actually resigning and being arrested and you know pulled away uh take taken out of the limelight you know without being reported on uh, from different organizations around the world um, you've got the Trump coin has been uh, put on Binance, which is the biggest crypto exchange in, in the world. You know, you've got gold's gone from a tier three asset to a T1 asset, um, you know, which is obviously backing things or in pl plan to back things. So, yeah, there is a lot of like good stuff, you know, really happening. Um, and, and it's just they're, they're put just like these criminals were put into positions like chess pieces, like pawns, like yes. Boris and Hancock's and, all the, these other people in like Australia and stuff like that, whether it's Trudeau in, uh, in, in, in Canada, Canada, there's actually now people being resigned and good people put in place. So even uh, Masood, like in Afghanistan, you know, his father was taken out just before 9-11. Um, you know, like all, all these things that people just don't see and like wouldn't see, that yeah. obviously clearly aren't reported on the news, are all strategically happening from the goodies. Um and, and you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the, the good will prevail. Uh, you know, for shortly. Um, I had Ricardo Bosi on, uh, fascinating man that he is, former Lieutenant Colonel of uh, the Australian SAS, um, who's the leader of the Australia One Pie, and he he thinks that things will be a lot better by Christmas. Um, and asked me to do another podcast with him, like four to six weeks. Um, so again, like people don't see or know a lot of this stuff. Um, just like they don't know what's in these jabs, you know, for the people that have taken them, you know, so there's so much uh, misinformation out there. 
Uh, and it's that's why I love doing the podcast and getting people like yourself on to to share stuff like this, you know, because it's it's massively important. And I, I think when the good does prevail and these criminals are brought to justice and the, their castle does fall down, I, I honestly believe we've got an opportunity because of the the lies that we've just been fed since we were born, you know, in so many different areas, like the way you're indoctrinated at school, um, the, the NASA programs, like the, the, the history books that have been rewritten to make us think the way we do. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely believe we've got an opportunity of a second lifetime here yeah. to literally live another positive, fruitful second life in this in, in, a, in a positive, fruitful world where people aren't going hungry in Africa. You know, uh, uh, which are, uh, you know, the, they're the trying to is... make us believe in this hunger, famine, yeah, 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 and and the climate change, and this yeah. is horrible. And but but no, it's malnutrition the problem. Mm. It's not hunger. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> no, in Africa you have. That's what they were doing with Biafra. And no, no, you you they, you plant uh, you plant everything you want in Africa. It's a very rich land, mm. and and it's malnutrition. Yeah. But they want to make us believe climate change. You know, we could cross the the Alps in the years the 1700. We could cross the Alps, so it is okay. It, what they're creating, but they're not talking about, about pollution. Mm. They're polluting water, they're polluting air, they're polluting nature. And this, we will have to clean it all up. It's an incredible opportunity that we have to redesign health, mm -hmm. redesign medicine, redesign happiness, schools, uh, no tax. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the people doing the crime are going to give us back all the money that they have gathered. Um, and it is going to change our lives in a very good way. Just that mm. people who got the injection have to get detoxified very quickly. I want to say this before I forget, because there is a test called D-dimer. Did you talk about this on your show? No. D uh, hyphen D-I-M-E-R-E. -E. And you can, I think even order it on Amazon, someone told me. But you, you can, those who got the, the job, just to know how your blood is, um, you can see if you have a lot of oxide graphene or hydroxide because Dr. Noack brought another uh, element I forgot to talk about. Anyway, so the D-dimer can uh, measure uh, the amount of microthrombosis you have in your body. So it is very important, especially before the winter really comes to make this test and you can see the level normally at 500, you're already just on the limit borderline. And I have doctors, and, and there are many doctors who have uh, witnessed that their patients who got the jab are up to 2,000. It's already panic, but some up to 9,000. And it is, you're almost dead at 9,000. You have to go to the emergency. You have to get your blood detoxified. So do this test so you know where you stand. And, and the... And acetylcysteine, which is a molecule that goes under different names uh, in every country, or the glutathione and the, um, and, and the zinc is, or antioxidants will repair this, will start repairing this. And so you can, you have to work on yourself. And then you, you have all this, you know, pine tree uh, thing, ivermectin, and this, you can take it as prevention also, you know, hydroxychloroquine. But there is one very interesting thing is that Trump talked about it's um it's not the chlorine it's the dioxide it's the dioxide of chloride and in switzerland we have one of the world experts and he's called um andreas kalker and you can find on his website protocol c you can do it yourself 
it doesn't cost much money and it it cuts off the two uh toxic um protein spike they're too toxic uh yeah and, and uh, it also cleans your bacteria your parasite everything it is he he works with 5000 uh doctors all around the world especially in latin america they have already uh even bolivia government is using that uh all the time it even clears up autism in some cases and wow. and many diseases so it's really extraordinary and so it's it's uh, andreas kalker it's uh, um his website is uh, 3 w uh andreas and kalker all in one, uh, all in one or a dot in the middle k a l c k e r dot com and he is a scientist and he has a research but he's not selling anything but he is um showing the protocol c for what is going on but there are many other protocols you can see on his website very interesting very well done so i i would advise there you have we we have people who improvise themselves in switzerland uh and and they uh, do that at home you can do it yourself you can use it to clean you can use it as a spray at 3% or you you, you actually put, put it in a liter of water you put uh 10% of the liter and you drink that during the day slowly um and um uh, it really cleans up your your body <laughs> you mm. can put it at 3% and you can take it as spray to clean your hands to, to clean your nose before after the pcr if you have to do it but don't do it uh, you know so it is really a kind of a magic uh, yeah component other people use um, uh, colloidal silver uh, things like that. So we're going back to natural way of healing and getting better. I, I'm saying this because otherwise I'm going to get all those emails who ask me for, you know, what should I do? You mentioned this and that. So I'm saying it so you, you, yeah. you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I put it in the. Sh- I'll make sure I put it in the show notes as well. Um, on, on that note, Astrid, um, where can people like find more about you and you know some, oh, your research yeah. and, and stuff like that? Do you have a website or socials that yes. people can check um, you out? I have a website um, and it's very easy. It's astridzuckerbergerallinone.com. Um, and um, I, I'm trying not to uh, put on this website too much about everything I'm saying because I wanted to stay a scientific. You have my my CV and you have a lot of the letters of recommendation I had to pull out because I was cut off from my courses at University of Geneva, University of Lausanne, because I'm a dangerous public health uh, person, you know, <laughs> and I, I you have to prove it to me. My lawyer just, you know, attacked them. And uh, yeah, so um, so that is my website where I have posted some of my work uh, in the future. There will come more um, and I have books, but I have five books waiting to be translated in English, but I still, I have a book on anti-aging medicine. Um, is it, it's almost free there. There are some eBooks, but um, yeah, I haven't made it a big commercial. I, put, I just put a little thing on donation in case, but, uh, but there you can find me. Where you can really find where I post things is in Telegram. Um, it is under uh, DR uh, underscore Astrid underscore Stukeberger because, and uh, I'm on VK uh, as um, Astrid Stukeberger, yeah, or Stukeberger. I'm on Twitter, on Stukeberger, or Instagram. It's either Stukeberger or Astrid Stukeberger. On uh, Twitter, Facebook just censors me all the time. So 
I've posted massive things on Facebook. It was very useful until now. Now it's becoming more and more they're censoring me um, because I'm speaking in different podcasts. Maybe I, I suggest you don't put my name completely I, because you, you will be censored. If are are you on uh, on YouTube too or? No, just about <laughs> because YouTube I, I was doing with with uh, Russian you know I'm, I'm actually honorary professor in, in St. Petersburg Russia so they, they approached me and I said yeah don't put my name Zuckerberger and otherwise you will have problems and he <laughs> he put Zuckerberger and his whole channel was totally killed in one second he eight years of of channel of YouTube and so don't do that. I wouldn't like you to have a problem. Um, so yes, there are. They have. Um, I guess they have algorithms. You know, they have algorithms yeah. of words. People who say the words more times. I I don't know, but we will find out. It's just a robot. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've, I've I've been subject to that. So I've had one YouTube channel taken down. I started another one, and I've uh, yeah. That, that's uh, I've had already had some taken yes. down i think uh the, the david ike interview i did lasted about five hours and uh that was removed so um i'm you sure know. you you secure everything well and <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 I mean for the guys and girls watching you know uh, you can see this on rumble yeah um and i'll put it on bit and stuff like that and obviously with the links in my telegram and obviously the links and everything to all yeah. your stuff as well we'll, we'll go in all the show notes um uh, and on that note, Astrid, you know, I really like to thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a truly fascinating conversation, really has. Um, you know, like my 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 own hands quite sore from all the notes I've been writing. Um, it's 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 great, really has, and I'm I'm sure there's lots of people watching that would have gained a lot of information from this. And I really truly hope that they can maybe take this information. Yeah. send it to their employers um you know and i've got a lot of military people reaching out to me at the minute are really angry that they've been duped into taking these jabs i've got commanders who are really annoyed with the pressure they're getting to get their um men and you know their soldiers and sailors and that uh, jabbed when they don't want to um so you know if you're watching this please send this video to yeah. your employers and people like that to actually get them to open their eyes to watch that actually at play here and what they're potentially complicit in um and for the guys and girls who who are obviously in that position where you've had current vaccinations up till now and don't want to go any further with it use the information that we've shared here today that astra's kindly shared check out all the things like the d dimer that um i will put again yes, in the show notes because it's, it's all about helping you guys out um become a healthier version of yourself because at the minute these governments, yes, these organizations are, are trying it's, to make you as urgent. unhealthy as possible. It's urgent also for sports people, sport children, who mm. they force to vaccinate to go and do their sport. Yeah. The, the sport, you have to know that sport or altitude accelerates the metabolism. Mm. So if you have sand in your in your engine, you know, you put sand in yeah, in, in your car, <laughs> in your uh, uh, tank, uh, and you accelerate, everything is going to, to, to become stirred up very quickly. So don't do sports without doing this detox, D-dimer. Mm. There might be some placebo, you know, but I think it's, it's one out of four, a third. I, we don't know because at the moment, uh, not the boot. I, I think they want to go fast and eliminate everybody. So don't do this booster. Don't do anything. Yeah. Don't move <laughs> and just detox yourself. And also people, uh, I have to say this, um, people who live uh, with people who have had the job, 
um, you have to take the prevention, the same prevention, NAC, zinc, antioxidant, vitamin C, vitamin D, or the dioxide chlor. One, you have to know that the dioxide chloride um, needs two hours. It eliminates uh, all the medication effect. So don't take it with it because it it is <laughs> it's a very good detergent for <laughs> even your kitchen. So mm. anyway, but so the D dimer is very important. I think. It, it, oximeter too, if you cannot breathe well, if you have symptoms of headaches, it might be just when you didn't take the vax, it might be because you have been meeting people with this job. Mm -hmm. uh, even yeah. you can know in a restaurant if you have, I think it's called uh, application blue sniff or, or if on your Samsung, old Samsung, you can see how many people vaccinated are around you because you see the numbers, the ID numbers of, of the job. You, you told about, you, you just spoke about this, did you? No. Oh, no. no. Oh, that's very important. Okay. So uh, the graphene, they found that there is this ID and then uh, it was already. But what we have made uh, um, tests and I, uh, there are doctors who, who said that to me and then we made tests with other people. When you get this injection, that you have an ID. How do you know? Well, if you take iPhone, you cannot see it unless you find an application that finds Bluetooth extension. And uh, what works very well is Samsung, not the latest, not the former latest. You can start seeing numbers, but the old Samsung are really uh, mapping all the ID of people vaccinated if you're in a dinner, if you're in a classroom. So you know the amount of nanoparticle in this room just by knowing how many IDs you have. And this summer, we, we, te so we tested it. My question at that point was, is it in the jab or is it in the phone of the person who got the jab? And so we tested, the person had to go away. And when does this ID leave? The ID leaves after 300 meters. Yeah, so 300 steps uh, about. Uh, then you leave the phone and you, let the person go and the ID disappears. It's in the blood. It's not in the phone. Wow. Wow, that's fascinating. So you can make the exercise. So how do you do to stop this ID? You take this antioxidants and then you can test yourself again and again, but you have to detox your blood and, mm. and maybe engineers have other items. Um, the, the thing they I have to say that too, the FDA has uh, made a, has issued a, um, a booklet for the military called uh, Preparedness Plan to the Zombie Pandemic. The Zombie Pandemic. Because they know that when people, you know, they can get them worse and worse with all the jabs, they will be like zombies. They don't know where they are. They can drop on the street, on the, they can drop uh, uh, driving a car uh, because with electromagnetic field, the weapon, you, weaponry, you can inform from a distance. So one thing I That's was... That's what happened in Wuhan, wasn't it? They turned up the 5G and like, let, they killed loads of people, didn't they? Yeah, they, they've been hiding. And we, we I don't know if you have news, but I, I don't know how many, but yeah, many in the lab probably, yeah, yeah, died. Yeah. So one thing is to do Faraday cages. So people who are listening, you can, you can use something very simple. You can use a, a, a rabbit or, or chicken um, uh, grill, you know, to make the cage, how do you call that? You know, the... the, the yeah, it's a uh, mesh. 
the mesh. Okay, mm. you take a mesh, you put it around your phone or in a drawer in a box, and you put your phone in it, and and you 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 are blocking your phone mm. from receiving or emitting anything to your body. Mm. You know, at night or uh, or if if this becomes uh, tracing people through their phone because they have drones going around in the cities at night. You know, I, I write at night very often and I, I open the window and one night, two weeks ago, suddenly I see a drone, you know, with the lights green and red going in front of the building, making every floor, every floor. Wow. I, so they're, they're scanning. You, you imagine the, the engineering biotech, if you are evil and you want to control people, Yes, of course, a drone. Why didn't we think about it? Yes, drone, they have an ID. They can scan people. They can, if you look at um, if people who have a, a sanitary pass, a green pass, I don't know how you call it, uh, <laughs> and they go to a restaurant, I invite them to ask to the person controlling what they see on their screen with the QR code. You can see when you sleep, you can see where you are you can you can have all the parameters you can see the name of your doctor this is a breach in data privacy total mm. we know this but it is and it is on a dark net uh, um, a russian um, i i have spoken about this also i there is a video on my telegram uh you have to go and look uh, about that um for those interested in the dark net you can find um, and on a on a website called uh, I'm not a specialist of darkness, so but he said it's very easy. You go on um, a, a site called S I T space Torium T O R I U M, and I don't know how it's spelled, but those two keywords are Torium. It's here is the place. It's uh, in Latin, something like that. So in there. You can put the name of a person who got the jab and you can see everything about what they have done in the last, you know, it's, it's, it's like a monitoring of your biomarkers of your, oh. like Facebook, you know, like you have an engine in your body because you mm. have an ID and they can control everything you do, everything you, you eat probably. I don't know how, how far they can go, but it's, it's, it's just one of the developments <clears throat> that will speak to people. Drone, <laughs> the dark, <laughs> dark net, uh, and uh, as this is all in biotech, so they you understand when you're an engineer, right? In mm. in this uh, area, and there's yeah. much more that we will find out. But but I, I this is to protect people also by electromagnetic field. That if something happens in the street, if you look, they have changed all the lamps, and lamps have some some of them 5G in them. They have changed the surface of all the highways. They have, um, I, I'm observing, they put 5G and they have put wires over the over the highways everywhere in Switzerland. Switzerland is very nice. And suddenly you see wires over and I tell people, did you see the change in one, one year? But they don't see it. But I see it and I don't like it. I don't. So as our car is like a cage, we also have to be ready to protect ourselves in case mm. um, they send some signal. I don't know. Mm. You ask your engineers on your show. Uh, that would be very interesting to have a discussion on that. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's done a fantastic um, pre full presentation of everything. Like he's broken it all down, and he's even 
he's even submitted it to Parliament here in the UK, oh, very uh, where a lot of them agreed with everything he was saying, but they turned him away because they said the public might think he's a bit conspiracy theorist, but they totally <laughs> acknowledged everything that he was saying. So we're gonna he's gonna deliver oh, very the, the important parts on on the show to really explain to people how this can be weaponized on on people and. You know, we're already seeing the fallout of it because, you know, there's a lot of doctors and scientists that are explaining because of this technology, uh, people who test loads and put graphene up their nose constantly yeah. every single week, uh, like they're the ones that are highly likely and, and have been suffering from seizures and headaches <laughs> and things like that because yeah. they're collecting loads of graphene and uh, uh, graphene and hydrogel uh, within the blood brain barrier. Um, and it's, well, they you know, put it's, this, but they also you have to know they're collecting your DNA yeah. through Wi-Fi. Yeah, they can send biological information from your. Once they have this this uh, operation system working, uh, you don't need to send your DNA. You can send it through the Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. This yeah. this has been proven uh, also by Montagnier, uh, Professor Montagnier, that he could send the information of the water through through the internet. And I, I had a hard time to believe it, but now, now I understand that it's all electromagnetic frequency and that mm -hmm. you can send acoustic, um, you can send your, your voice acoustically through uh, internet like we're doing. So you can also send the DNA. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, I have to pinch myself some days to go like, <laughs> really, is it? Am I still on this planet? Like, come on, <laughs> like, am, I, you know, am I really doing these podcasts talking about all this cr like, crazy stuff? it's uh it's absolutely mind-blowing but do you know what i find it so fascinating at the same time a lot of people you know you can you can see the evil in it but if you really kind of break it down um you can see how kind of mind-blowingly fascinating it is and you know i'm i'm very close to my grandfather who passed away last year where you know i'm literally like spitting image of him and you know he, he landed at d-day and fought through the war um and he always like would say to his, you know, his, his guys like, you know, what a time to be alive. You know, you'll you'll grow old and tell your grandkids like what you did here and stuff like that. And I, I feel the same like this period is like what a time to be alive. Yes. Um, and if, you know, we keep creating this awareness, you know, people like yourselves speaking out about what's going on, encouraging other health professionals not to speak out and really like help to protect people yes the, the good side will prevail and like i've said before you know you've got an opportunity to almost start and live a fascinating second life based on truth transparency you know honesty integrity um yes. you know in, in all countries around the world and uh, and, and everyone live a, a proper you know a genuine a genuine life of prosperity and that not one of you know just lies and falsehoods that we're finding ourselves in right now. Yeah, I agree. It's a fascinating time. Uh, we came here for that <laughs> and uh, and it can only get better. I mean, I know it, it looks like it gets worse, but like we discussed, uh, the plugs are pulled out, out from the top down and it's all crumbling down. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, just don't get this job and clean yourself and, and your environment and, and, mm. and be happy because they don't want you to be you know, miserable. They love that. They, 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 they're thirsty for misery. Yeah, they are. But yeah. If, you have, if you have no money, you can be happy. You know, Charlie mm. Chaplin, I really like him. He, he, made, <laughs> he made many shows where he had nothing, but he was happy. You know, he was playing with little things at the mm. table with his children. This is life. This you can do it, mm. and it will it will get better. 
it, yeah. it will get really better. You just make yourself and you can make gymnastic at home and and you know i i i, I uh, teach anti-aging and i was always taking the example of a old lady who was 100 years old uh and she was uh training at home because she was uh the world record of uh uh 200 meters <laughs> and and uh, and when she was asked she said yeah no but i at home i i do my my jogging in my home <laughs> and i i take them the milk and I take that as a way and I you see we can be very imaginative mm. yeah of course we can. yeah absolutely so um, it's yeah. Christmas you know we have to enjoy it and not get in their drama game they really would like to but mm. no no yeah. no and nah. get to stay together because you, you heard this what they're doing now the plan they're trying to do the pattern that the unvaccinated are bad because they're they're contaminating with the omicron the people who got the jab to get rid of the the fear and they're putting us against one each other yeah. when we have to be together against the enemy which is the people fabricating all this stuff yeah so um it's very important for christmas that people you know you know talk of fun nice things and that there yeah. is solutions for everything yeah they're not pretend absolutely and uh yeah and i'm quite a night for christmas make sure you ask santa for an old samsung so you can uh see how many um people are emitting things around you um yeah try different applications i i think i don't have the right name but um, i looked at blue sniff but i'm not sure it's this but i'm sure that you know mm. people who listen will go and you know look on the applications and find with their friends yeah it's fascinating yeah it's, absolutely okay um Astrid, thanks again for coming on the show. I'll be sure to yes. put uh, everything in the show notes so that people can get hold of you. Uh, yes. It's been absolutely fascinating and uh, no doubt we'll, uh, we'll get you back on the show uh, in yes. a few months and that. So hopefully have a bit a much more sort of positive update. Obviously, I think things will get a lot better. Um, you know, as I say, it's got to get worse probably. But, uh, and I, I truly believe that. I think we're on, on, on the right path here. Um, yes. Thanks again. Keep doing what you're doing. It's absolutely fascinating and remarkable, remarkable it really is you know, sticking your head above the parapet. Um, and ladies and gents, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. Uh, I'm also on Telegram, on Rumble, BitChute. Uh, obviously, this goes out across Facebook, which many of you know. So please, if you haven't done so, please share it with at least one person um, who is obviously pissed off and sat on the fence at the minute about what's going on and start to ask questions because they're the people we really need to help right now. Um, but until next time, enjoy yourself. And I'll yeah. see you again. And on uh, the Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. Uh, Happy New Year already. And uh, enjoy yourself and no fear. No fear. Yeah. We are yeah. all together. You heard it there, ladies and gents. No fear. Have, yeah. a, have a great day. And I'll see you again very yeah. soon on the AJ Robert Show. Thank you.